The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Leroy Lassenberg III is a digital business consultant based in Durham, North Carolina. For over 18 years, he's worked with small and large organizations developing digital business strategies to bring companies to the digital marketplace, expand brand exposure of products and services, and boost online sales. His experience spans a variety of industries, including legal and professional services, book publishing, music and entertainment, consumer products, and more. He is also the chairman and CEO of the Spades Brand Gaming Company, owner of Premium Spades, Gifts, and Game Accessories. Family, let's welcome to the Minding My Black Business Podcast, Leroy. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, welcome to today's episode of Minding My Black Business. And family, we have with us a special guest. Um, Leroy is going to introduce himself to us all um, and share some of the wonderful things that he has going. Uh, But before we get into all that, because there are some um, pretty exciting things that he's about to share and some things that we're going to learn. Um, I don't want to be rude and just say welcome. Welcome to the Minding My Black Business podcast, Leroy. I appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you for having me, Dr. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. So can you um, share with the family a little bit about who you are and your businesses? Share that piece with us. Sure. Um, my name is Leroy Lassenberg III, but most of my friends know me as Chase. Um, I am the founder of 43 Brand Advisors, which is a digital business consulting firm. Uh, we're based out in uh, Durham, North Carolina right now. Um, what we do is we help small businesses and small, large businesses and entrepreneurs um, basically develop their brand to compete in the digital space. Um, roughly been doing it for about 18 years. Uh, before Drew Brand Advisors has been in existence for about 10 years now. Um, and we just work with helping out small businesses. Uh, I'm also the uh, chairman and CEO of Space Brand Premium Gaming Products, um, which is a small company that was started about two years ago. Um, that's pretty much bringing uh, space to the front, to the forefront, uh, to the game that's been played for many years, more or less, and we decided that we're going to pretty much celebrate it the way it should be. Okay. That's pretty much it. Okay. And so where where can they find you? Where are you out in the in the atmosphere if someone wanted to get in contact with you? Uh, as far as consulting, um, basically, I pretty much work on a referral basis. But if you did have any questions or wanted to reach me, you can reach me at info at 43branding.com. Um, again, that's my email address, info at 43branding.com. Um, but if you want to check out some of our great products from um, the SPP Gaming Company, check out our Premium Space Game Night Set, which is at uh, premiumspace.com. Fantastic. And so what I'll do is I will include that information in the show notes to this episode. So in case um, 
you know, people are out and about and they're not able to write these things down that they can click on those links when they get an opportunity. Um, so fantastic. Um, so you have been doing this for a little bit, 18 years, you said, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been yeah. A minute. <laughs> so, so what brought you into entrepreneurship? How did you, how did you get there? I've always been an entrepreneur, um, honestly, since I was young. Um, don't, uh, I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't repeat this more or less, but my first business more or less was selling bootleg tape in about fifth grade. Um, I used to make copies of Kwame and uh, shuttle rock tapes more or less, which are copies of $5. So yes, I know I know all those catch five uh, for money, so I'm there on my list. Um, but um, just the spirit of ownership more or less and having control is something that has always been dear to me. My parents have still been to me you know, since I was young and it was something that kind of came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what, what keeps you in entrepreneurship? Why do you say? Um, just that opportunity to pretty much make change and to compete. Um, there's a lot of businesses out here. Uh, there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of professionals. And the idea as an entrepreneur, you want to be able to compete. You want to be able to show the world what you can do and what you can offer, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's a product or a service. And you obviously want a fair opportunity to be able to show and showcase your, uh, your skill set. Mm-hmm. So for me, that, that's what it's always about. Um, for many of us, entrepreneurship is, you know, ingrained in us because as professionals, that's pretty much what we do. We're always showcasing our skills. Right. Whether it's to an employee, and to an you know to an employer or to a client, but the ultimate goal, more or less, is to learn and also to share as much as you possibly can. Mm, okay, okay. So part of what you have mentioned is that um, one of your areas of focus is working with small businesses um, yeah. in terms of their branding. And why why is that? Why did you pick small small businesses? Uh, um, again, the our technology age right now allows somewhat of an even playing field. Um, one of the things that hindered a lot of businesses from competing was access to customers. Mm-hmm. So now with the internet and with mobile technology, we have that access to customers. So what's basically separating one company from another or one entrepreneurial service from another entrepreneurial service? And that's branding. It's basically how you present yourself in the marketplace. And for small businesses, there's two things that are obviously a big concern. You want to make a very large impact, but you also have a very small budget. And most small businesses are usually run by either one, you know, one to two people, or it's an entrepreneur himself just promoting him or herself, and money is scarce. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be able to understand branding and how it impacts a business as a whole. Um, and everything that you do within that business and how it actually will impact your success. So one of the things that I do is not only just work with my clients, but also educate them on sustainability because you can find yourself at times spending a lot of money on marketing, a lot of money on branding, a lot of money on even advice for that matter. And it doesn't actually generate any result, whether it's money or whether it's traffic or whether it's, um, 
you know, brand awareness or exposure. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that small businesses understand exactly how important branding is mm-hmm. and also understand exactly what branding is. Um, many businesses get branding, um, marketing, and promotion a bit confused at times. So it's very important to know what it is that you're doing and how you're doing it in order to maximize your Right. So it's like you're reading my mind because that was my next question. Like, what's the difference between branding and marketing? There's definitely a difference. Um, Branding is basically your presence. It's what you represent. Um, And marketing is your activity Um, and the combination of all the activities that you create or that you execute in order to let people know exactly who you are. Um, And it's kind of the argument of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. So whereas if you're not thinking branding um, or you're not thinking what you're representing, then you're kind of putting, I guess, the carriage before the horse, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think I got that cliche right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always messing those up. <laughs> so I know that uh, we talked earlier about the idea of a black brand. And does that exist? In terms of what you see out there, does is there a such thing as um, black businesses branding themselves or a black brand in general? Or what are your thoughts about that? That is a very good question. Um, I've posed that question a few times, and I'm going to be completely honest. I do not know the answer to that. Mm. Um, and the reason why I don't know the answer to whether or not there's actually a black brand is to say that well, speaking specifically for, say, Americans or Black Americans, um, is that a, is a Black brand a subset of a uh, of an American brand? Mm-hmm. Um, as many of us have have lived within American culture or live within American culture, or is it something separate? I'm proud of that. Um, it's a question that I pose, and I have to admit that I don't have an answer. But I do know that there are certain elements that will determine whether or not a brand would be considered a black brand or not. Um, there are companies that have done it for years. Um, mm-hmm. um, and there are companies that have specifically focused on black audiences, but to say that it's a black brand, more or less, it's a really hard question to answer. Mm. So I'm stumped on that one, but I'm still doing my research. You still doing your research? Okay. <laughs> I'll have an answer for y'all too. Okay, okay. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. He's gonna bring us the answer. <laughs> so what are some of those things that companies have done to um because you said that there are some companies that will sort of target and market um uh to the black community or things like that. So what either who are these companies or what sorts of things have they done? Um to communicate that that's their audience? Well, there's a number of um, you know, companies or even you know entrepreneurs more or less that have a great ability of reaching out to the right customer mm-hmm. um, and to the right audience. And the thing about reaching out to the right audience when we refer to, or if we refer to black, a black brand, we're actually referring to more of a behavior um, or uh, a problem that a product or a service actually can solve. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of black companies or black-owned companies that actually solve that um, in certain in- industries such as uh, hair care industries or 
facial and beauty product industry. They are figuring out a niche, and there are certain companies, obviously, that are able to target that niche very well because they've done a great job of researching. There are also companies that don't do as well of a job of researching, and hence why they miss the mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I, of course, I don't want to you know list out any companies right now, but one thing that we do see is there are a number of companies that figure out what product they actually want to sell or what service they want to offer, but again, not really defining how that product or service actually fits in the everyday need or the everyday problem solution for that particular customer. And that's where it ultimately starts. Mm. So what we, I, what I need you to do is to help us, right? So help us brand better. <laughs> and so what would you say are some common misconceptions when it comes to branding? Cause I think you're, um, the idea that you talked about a minute ago about branding and marketing being definitely related and intersected, but um, quite different. One is about your identity, one's about your activity. Um, but what are some common misconceptions that either you've noticed or heard or, or experienced when it relates to branding? Well, the thing with branding is that, again, it has to the importance of of a good brand is that it connects with your audience. And again, it connects with something emotionally. Oh, sorry. Hold on a moment, please. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it either has to connect with something emotionally or it has to solve a problem. So one of the things that we kind of assume when it comes to marketing and branding mm-hmm. is that price usually solves the problem. Um, so we compete on a pricing level. So either you set up a promotion where you're offering a discount or you're competing again with a, a competitor that has another price point. Mm-hmm. The idea between branding is you're not promoting a price. You're promoting the benefit. You're promoting the benefit of that product or that service. You're promoting the reliability of your product or service. So that's what your ultimate efforts are. So whereas promotion is, again, you're just competing for short-term attention, and then branding ultimately will be your long-term efforts. And so how do people check in to ensure that they're doing brand? Because it sounds like branding is the long game, and marketing is just like a short-term thing. Um, Absolutely. So, how how do people sort of? Well, not necessarily, not necessarily to say that marketing is short game. That's definitely your activity, but promotions is your short game. Yeah. Promotions is definitely going to be where you're trying to get enough attention or enough eyes to pay attention to you. But mm-hmm. then marketing is what keeps them there, mm. and branding is what keeps them there. Okay. So, what are some things that people should avoid when it comes to branding? Um, and boy, it's actually very similar to being a person. You know, it's, it's interesting that uh, Mitt Romney said years ago that uh, corporations are people too. But, you know, and, I, and I've always shunned that, that comment, but in the sense of how we present our companies or we present our corporations, we do have to consider which emotions or which 
um, feelings we're actually trying to convey, whether it's professional professionalism, whether it's reliability, whether it's creativity, those uh, nonverbal messages is what we're always trying to convey. Mm -hmm. So from a small business standpoint, I'm saying is basically be yourself and be able to be your company self, so to speak. Be able to say what you mean and mean what you say and be able to deliver on your promise, uh, whatever that may be. Um, I've dealt with clients that, for instance, had horrible storefronts or, you know, not very good-looking, attractive storefronts, but their product was remarkable. Mm -hmm. And that became part of their brand um, because people were okay with that. People became familiar with their shabby outlook, more or less, or the shabby look of their storefront, but they knew exactly what they were getting, and they were buying into consistency. Mm. So the first thing I would always say to any small business owner is be sincere with what you're actually presenting mm -hmm. and what you're selling. Okay. So how do, what if someone's unclear um, about how would someone know when to bring you into the picture is my question. So say they have either started a business or they are, you know, in the idea process. Um, what sorts of things would be happening for them to know, you know what, it's time for me to reach out to Leroy to get them assistance on this. Well, I pretty much work with businesses at any stage. Um, I've worked with startups, and I've also worked with established businesses and large corporations. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I've also worked in a, you know across a number of industries. But I would say you can reach out to me when you basically are trying to put the pieces together. Um, you pretty much have an idea of what it is that you want your business to do. You have your products, you have your service, um, you have your price. Um, you have your name, and you have all of the pieces, more or less, but you're just trying to figure out the right way to put all of those ingredients together, so to speak. Um, so if you're a startup business, you can definitely reach out to me for advice on how to begin on your research adventure, so to speak, on finding your customer. Mm -hmm. um, if you're an established business, you can reach out to me. If you're actually losing customers or if you want to boost sales, um, whether it's quarterly or whether it's long-term. Um, and even if you're longer or more established businesses and you want to do a complete rebranding because you've been, your, your marketing more or less is stagnant, mm -hmm. I also can work with you then. So, again, it depends on whatever stage you're in, but I'm definitely open to working with small businesses, talking to people, I'm definitely educating on the best efforts and best principles of digital marketing and definitely being able to transition themselves from somewhat what I would call a traditional or at this time somewhat antiquated marketing approach and putting yourself in the digital and mobile age. Okay. And so what's the antiquated marketing approach? Uh, anything that was done probably five years ago, in all honesty. <laughs> um, technology is always changing. Um, so using the tools and our behavior is also changing as well because we're being influenced by the tools that we use and also the new technologies that are available. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard to say, um, more or less, but it's extremely important to be able to set yourself up for, the, for those new changes. Mm -hmm. So does that mean like um, 
companies need to be able to not only have a storefront or a website, um, but they also need to be on these social media platforms. Is that part of what you're saying too, in terms of like staying current? Is it necessary well, every- like radio commercials, TV commercials? Like what, what do you mean specifically about, about some of these? Every things? organization is different and right. every organization's needs are different. So it can be a combination of many things. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be an a la carte and you have to have every last new bell and whistle that's out now. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is that you want to be able to just use these tools and tailor it to your specific business needs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really pretty much on a case-by-case basis for me to make that recommendation. Okay. And so I know you mentioned earlier about um, part of branding is, sounds like you were saying it was twofold. It either connected to an emotion. And what was the other thing that you said? It either connected to emotion. Or it solves a problem. Or solves a problem. That's it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so in terms of like uh, connected to an emotion with, what does that mean? Like, this, is that like fear or um, happiness or what, what does that mean? I think I know what it means. Uh, I don't know what it means. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it all depends um, what good marketers do. Or, you know, some of the marketers that I've always, uh, you know, always respected their work. They always try to find a way to place themselves within their customers' lives so to speak, both literally and figuratively. Mm. Um, prime example, for instance, is uh, let's use Oreo for an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oreo, we, everyone's familiar with the brand. Um, everyone's familiar with the cookie, of course. But they've done a fantastic job of cementing their brand into your life where the casual customer doesn't even refer to Oreo as a cookie. When they say he or she says Oreo, you know exactly what you're referring to. Um, and, it, and it also takes you back to a moment where there, you know, if you're a parent and you're at the supermarket and you, you know, want to get cookies for the kids and you know they love Oreos, or you make that special um, red velvet cake that has an Oreo filling. Um, mm-hmm. They tie, you know, good branding allows you to take a real life situation or real life experiences and become a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works both for business to consumer as well as business to business. Mm-hmm. There are many companies that work specifically with particular content providers or particular service providers because they know what to expect. They can rely on their name, they can rely on their press feed, and they can rely on their process. And it also helps them do their job a lot better as well. So as long as you can find a way to seamlessly integrate your brand or your product or your service into someone's life, then that's when you know you've, you've effectively branded your business. Uh, how do you know when that has happened? They will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> your, your customers will let you know. Um, and your customers will absolutely let you know if, if you help them within their everyday life, they will let you know, whether mm-hmm. through email, um, and more importantly, they'll let you know through repeat business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the idea that a customer that doesn't complain is a great customer, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. especially as long as they stay customers, you know. So, but the idea is that customer, again, is also sharing their money, time, effort, and trust mm -hmm. in you. Mm -hmm. So they want the least in return is that you fulfill your promise. Mm -hmm. So... It's, a, it's always an exchange. Right. Okay. Okay, I want to go back to something. All so, right. Uh, <laughs> I want to go back to the black brand. Um, okay. And I, because I'm thinking, like, for our fellow black entrepreneurs out there, um, and this doesn't apply to all of them, but I'm going to use myself as an example. My primary target um, when it comes to minding my black business, um, as well as the private practice, frankly, um, that I have is to provide services and products that are exclusively for the, the black community. And so okay. as we're talking about like marketing and branding and promotion, I'm just sort of like running through my catalog of things that either I have done, I'm trying to do now, or hope to do in the future um, when it comes to um, like refreshing some things or creating some items. And the idea of trying to be as clear as possible that who these services are for or intended for, um, as well as sort of balancing providing my my own voice and level of expertise. Um, I think sometimes those things are easier in my head to say, as opposed to like mm -hmm. write out <laughs> on a website. Right. So sometimes it's about, for me, it has meant like, what does the website look like? And when I, when I say that, I mean, not necessarily like the pictures that are up there, but sometimes even like the colors that are there the font size, the, um, I don't know. Cause I, I know when I am in spaces, let's say at the store and, um, I might be looking at, um, body wash. I'm, I'm making stuff up now that right. <laughs> <laughs> I can sometimes tell like, Oh, okay. This must be intended for, um, this must be a black brand or at least, a, a, a trying to get the attention of a black audience so whether that means that the product is called nubian or there's a crown or it's a brown label or um something like that uh that sort of does those subtle things in my mind maybe it's not so subtle but uh <laughs> um so in, when we the question around does the black brand exist um, I know you said the answers, you're not sure you're still working on that, but it sounds like there are ways that people, companies have done some things and I'm even, you know, using sort of myself as that example to try to communicate, um, to the black community that this is for you, or we want you to use this or try this out. Um, does, is that true in your experience or what do you, what do you think about that? I, it is true in my experience. Um, definitely, there are a lot of companies that are targeting um, a lot of African-Americans or Black Americans or, or, or Black audiences. Um, again, the question is always, um, 
been raised of whether or not these things are brands or brand efforts or these are promotional efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, going back to you know the difference between you know marketing and promotion, um, but that's also the that's also subjective opinion as well because if a customer is satisfied with a particular type of brand or a particular type of product, then mm-hmm. that to them more or less satisfies a need um, or satisfies um, their problem or you know solves whatever problem that they need. Mm-hmm. Therefore, making them making that a black brand. So, in that sense, it's subjective to say whether or not it's a black brand or not. Mm-hmm. But there are a, a number of companies that do not represent the brand overall of the audience that they're actually trying to reach because they don't have the knowledge of that particular audience, um, or they may have secondhand research on that knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, on that on on that audience. So, right. therefore, their market more or less is more promotional focus to try to get you into their universe, so to speak, to promote other products as a promote as opposed to presenting themselves as a brand, as a fixture within your life. So can an entrepreneur from their perspective say, as opposed to like from the consumer, can they say I am a black brand? Like that's that's what I am. That's it. Absolutely. There's no question. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, there's three things that, um, that I usually teach to my clients. And when you're basically establishing your brand, think of the three P's more or less. You're thinking of purpose, you're thinking of position, and you're thinking of presence. So your initial purpose more or less is what you're actually trying to convey, what you want to present to your audience, um, how you want to present yourself to your audience. Your position will be how you show off, how you showcase yourself. Um, how do you compare to your competitors? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your benefits? You know, what are your competitive advantages? Um, what are your product benefits or your, your service benefits? And then presence basically is the combination of those things. And again, your audience, your customers will let you know and you will be able to understand your presence because you will start to see your customers basically become brand ambassadors for you. They will refer them to. They will refer your service to other professionals. They will refer your products to friends, and then that's when you know you've established the presence. Hmm. So position. Position. Purpose. Purpose. Position. And presence. Purpose, position, and presence. I like that. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um. Okay, that's marinating. I can tell. Okay, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right. I, you're more than welcome. <laughs> okay. Um. So, where do you think the future of branding is going? Um. Particularly for Black businesses, what do What do you think? What's the next frontier? The next frontier. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, that is a really tough question. Um, I think, well, the thing about branding is because it's a tough question because we have to actually look as to where black businesses are going, which direction we're going into. Mm -hmm. Um, A a lot of our um, business now, more or less, again, is going into more technology, more AI, more mobile um, market. So the question will now be, 
as as the internet more or less and as mobile technology kind of creates a smaller world, smaller world, so to speak, as we all become more connected and more accessible to each other, the um, the marketplace actually becomes very more a lot more competitive. Mm. So there's definitely plenty of room to compete, but the question is on what landscape we're actually competing. Um, so from a branding standpoint, I mean, honestly, you can brand pretty much pretty much anything. Um, but the question is, you wouldn't pretty much uh, promote or brand a pet rock in the digital age where all children want iPhones. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's important that your business is aligned with the times of, of your audience as well. So as Black Americans, you know, or African Americans continue to uh, move forward, whether it's in um, you know, whether it's in finance or in education or in medicine, and their general social status as well as their, their financial status starts to change too. Their products and their desires for services will also change as well. If there are companies that are able to align their products and services to fit those needs, then they should be on, you know, they should be set. But they have to be able to prepare themselves for the next wave of business and how business is actually going to be executed. Mm. Okay. So where do you see, what do you see you and your businesses in like the next five years? Ah, well, um, wow, you're just hitting me with great questions. Dr. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. I mean, let's get into it. <laughs> I see it. They, they tell me you tough. I don't know. I became more prepared here. No. <laughs> um, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been working with small businesses and entrepreneurs on um, digital marketing strategies, and I love it. You know, like I said, I've been doing it for, you know, over 18 years now. I've always enjoyed it. Um, I think as the world continues to evolve, um, and as we evolve as humans, more or less, and as business owners, it's important to be able to share that information. Um, so what we've been developing is, you know, a few training courses both online and in different cities on basically being able to educate um, small business owners and new entrepreneurs on what they're looking forward to, um, what tools are out there to help them, but more importantly, what opportunities they have to succeed. Um, so we're working on a few of those interactive courses now, um, looking again to continue educating kids and, and educating entrepreneurs and um, small business owners. Um, and as far as Phase uh, Brand Premium Gaming Products, again, we got the uh, game night set that's on sale right now. Everyone should, you know, get those for oh Christmas. God. And yes, absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, we're just again, you know, continuing to promote the exciting game of Spades. Um, for me, it's been something that's both uh, personal. Um, mm -hmm. I remember as a kid, more or less, where I spent. Plenty of times at my grandmother's house with a fish fry, and my family was playing stage more or less, mm -hmm. and reliving more or less or sharing that experience of family and togetherness more or less is something that we're doing through the game of space. So, everybody go uh, pre check out premiumspace.com and uh, go cop a game night set. Right. You know, you can yeah. tell a lot about a person uh, given how they play space. Mm -hmm. That's right. Ain't that mm -hmm. the truth? I didn't mm -hmm. tell you. <laughs> Okay. You now, might lose a friend. Have you ever reneged? No, I don't renege. No, <laughs> not at all. No. 
Everybody, everybody in the house knows the rules. Stage rule number three is when niggas get stitches, they know that. That's right. Everyone knows that. Okay. All right. You heard yeah. it. He said he <laughs> Well, you have no. been a complete pressure, a pleasure, and I have, um, you know, I've asked all the questions that I had prepared as well as tons more, because um, as you shared things, things popped up. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate your openness about how we can sort of pull ourselves together um, when it comes to being the best that we can be uh, for our businesses and for our audiences. Um but before you go, because I don't want to take up too much of your time, um, but can you tell me what does minding my black business mean to you? Ooh, another good question. To end off the interview with a great, great question. <laughs> uh, and first off, I love the title, by the way. It's a fantastic title. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Minding my black business to me means, um, oh, wow. Just compete, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. Just uh, look at me now. That's mm -hmm. it. Um, it gives, it's an opportunity to basically show what you can do, show mm -hmm. your skill set. So minding your own black business is getting it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can't put it any other way. Just getting it. Getting it. Okay. I like that. Okay. You, you've been dropping some gems. I've been trying to write them down as you've been talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, you know, go always reach that info at 43bready.com. We can set up a consultant time. There you yeah, go. <laughs> always. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast. And I totally appreciate your time and your expertise. This has been fun. Oh, Dr. Jemay, it's been an absolute pleasure. Again, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black people.